0: Hi there! You're watching Sipping Off the Cup on Tequila Aficionado Media. All of our platforms. I am Mike Morales here in San Antonio, Texas. That young señor over there is
1: <laughs> Rick Levy in San Diego, California.
0: Uh Rick, we were um, we have been dissecting and talking about Cava, the Oro, which which in, in English translates to the Golden Cave. Uh, Actually, I the believe.
1: I, be, I believe cava is also a term used for Mexican sparkling wines.
0: Oh no kidding! Well, what happens is cava, a cava is is a cave that was that's originally been used to rest barrels. Uh, that's what a cava is in, in, in Spanish. So, uh, golden cave, golden golden um, uh, aging place. Um, a lot of people who are watching us may have had may have had a chance to go to La Fortaleza uh, in Tequila, which is Guillermo Sosa's uh, home ancestral home, and they have an underground cave where they rest the barrels. Um, and I, I, we were there for the first iteration of of his tequila that we, there were still some resting. There were it, it was dark in there, you could hear some bats, you know. <laughs> The lighting wasn't the greatest, but the blanco, that first that first batch of blanco, just floored us, floored us. And that's a it's a it was it's a memory I'll never forget. I understand now that the cave has lights, and you know it's there's a lot of things have happened since the first that first batch. From what um, I
1: understand, he brings the tourists down there and gives them a slideshow, and
0: <laughs> a multimedia yeah. presentation, and it's, then they drink. Yeah. It's now a multimedia room, you know, yeah. but, but it's an actual cave. It's a cave. It's, Cava de Oro is, is, you know, golden cave. So, you know, the golden man cave, I guess. I don't know. Uh, what's the gnome on this one again? The gnome is 1477
1: Tequilero, Puerto de Jero, Uh founded in 2000. And Cava de Oro is their flagship brand. that uh, started at the same time. Uh, the, uh, founders are, uh, Hildardo Pardita Melendres and Leticia Macio-Revalero. And, uh, Gildardo is a third generation agavero, Uh, and, uh, Leticia's name is on every bottle that comes out of there. So my guess is she handles the, uh, the, the brands and, uh, he operates the, uh, the, uh, the Huertas and the, uh, the gotcha. distillery. Uh, their son, um, Alberto Partida Hermosillo, is the master distiller there and uh, so we know him from Grand Reserva de Don Alberto, which was a, a, a highlight of ours last year.
0: It was. If you, if you follow uh, their son, the, the, Don, uh, the, tequila, the Reserva de Don Alberto, you can find him. They're very active on Instagram. He's very active in, in shows. We're very proud to say that, that, that Don Alberto is going to join us on on our tequila festival that we're going to that we're going to have later on in the year. Um, who knows? He might stop in to to visit with us in in, in uh, Pasadena, California, when we get to El Cholo. Uh, we don't know yet, but you know we are hoping. But he's been very active. He he. Very beloved. I mean, the, the the brand is doing great on social media. If you can, if you if you're anywhere where you can you can taste that, try the Hoven. Um, Rick and I were really really surprised by how well the Hoven is. And Hoven is an actual category that has been abused or forgotten. It's been like this redheaded stepchild that people forget <laughs> is is actually there, you know, and. And there's a couple of brands that have abused the Hovind category, a couple of other ones that have really made stellar Hovinds, but no longer. Uh, but it, but his, we really enjoyed it. So, um, but, but to be fair, the distillery does have a sweet tooth. It, yeah. it leans toward the sweet. Uh, some of the other brands that come out of there have, have a reputation of being um, maybe sweeter than normal. Ah, uh, sweeter maybe than than people out there uh, would like than, than maybe you and I would prefer, but I think I think we can agree it's a it's a I think it's a great gateway to the category itself. So
1: yeah, you know, apart from you know the uh, the sweetness which we're not we're not necessarily used to in a lot of the profiles that we cover. Um, apart from that, you know, it, it seems like they have a decent process. For, uh, for producing, we're not, we're not finding any defects that are, that are, you know, trying to be hidden or covered up by the sweetness. No. And, and- uh, they, you know, they seem to really be into French oak barrels previously used for red wine. And uh, they seem to really like a, a heavier char or toast on the barrels as well.
0: I, I think uh, we talked about the reposado. I think that, there, that, that, that the process is drawing a little bit from the red wine barrel because I found some some similarities that, that we have had in the five-year Dulce Vida barrel strength, which is also aged in Napa Valley barrels. Mm-hmm. So there, I, I'm sure that there's some sort of… Um, uh aside from the general use of of, of glycerin because I think I think we can sa- safely say that they use glycerin because we we've we've tasted it uh just a small amount in the blanco but as as we as they get progressively older in the, the ages um, they may use them more because we, we taste that palate coating we you know it's just it's unmistakable okay yeah. it's gonna
1: palate and uh we're I'm uh, going to be tasting the añejo in this segment, and uh, <clears throat> they risked this one for two years in uh, in French oak red wine barrels.
0: Now, again, let me just state right now, and, and for the record, f- French oak barrels not cheap. Okay, not cheap. Even on the secondary market, it it can't be, you know. If someone were to offer you used whiskey barrels versus French oak, I would probably buy the whiskey barrels because they're going to be cheaper. But French oak has this 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 um, certain characteristics that that lends itself to to the wines and and of course to tequilas. You and I have tried Casanova that that strictly French oak barrels, virgin French oak, virgin French oak. They're they're made for them. So um, you know, there's their they're hearty character. Very distinctive profile. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I, I pulled up this is the this is the reposado and this is the añejo. And I thought the colors would almost be the same. They're they're as you can see they're richer, they're darker than your average repo or or anejo. Uh, I'm I'm using my Jarrito tumbler the uh, this is the the longer chimney tumbler that uh, uh, used for tequila and it's uh I'm trying to the pop the stopper back in
1: and it keeps popping up
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> I a lot
1: I don't know it's, if I have a seal in there or
0: not I don't know uh, it's 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 one of those it's like I said like the 1801 and I, I told Rick yeah. I, I never get it's supposed to be where it, it fills it up and, and gives you your own shot but uh, I can never get to do it right because I always mm. spill it on myself. So
1: or um, or I as I did, I spilled it on my computer keyboard in front of me.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's find just, just keyboard folks. I finally I finally figured out how to work out that inner stopper and poured <laughs> it on my keyboard. Um. Now the legs and tears. The color's beautiful. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it's gorgeous coloring. Um. Legs and tears are are. They, they're slow. Shroll, shroll. <laughs> they're not very fast. They're not cheating. They are slow. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, kind of, kind of a giveaway. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're. Um, it's thick. It's rich. I sound like I'm talking about like ketchup or something. But um, anyway. I love the color. I do. I, I'm, I, it's.
1: Do I do I dare say it's like uh, Canadian maple syrup. <laughs> uh,
0: well, you know, it's it's thick enough. I, well, yeah, the Canadian
1: true, you know, Canadian real maple syrup is thinner than you know our American Aunt Jemima high fructose corn syrup, completely artificial thing.
0: You and I didn't you and I taste the, the della Terre maple cinnamon to uh the yeah. liqueur. You gotta admit they did that one right. The maple on that was yeah. just where it belongs. Because yeah, I'm I was expecting Aunt Jemima and, and that's not that's not how it is. So this is a uh, this has got some thick legs, thick tears, uh a rich hearty color. I'm getting orange notes
1: off the top. You know, like uh, orange zest uh, dr- and dried fruits. Dried fruit.
0: Yeah. Now this is more. This is more akin to what you and I have had in in some uh, old. Well, not older tequilas, but but like uh, extra añejo tequilas. Like it, it's it, the nose is somewhat like a Don Pilar extra añejo. Probably not as sweet though. Uh, again, you know what I. You know, again, it reminds me of of the. The dulce vida, the five-year-aged mm-hmm. in Napa Valley barrels. Yeah, Are so there's some,
1: something about those red wine barrels that yeah. does impart a, a sweetness.
0: I think that's what we're—that's what you're smelling. I think is—is is whatever whatever grape they were using, that that, that wine grape, grappa kind of yeah. smell. Now I'm wondering if
1: you know, like I was, the first thing I was getting was like some bitter orange. I wonder if that is from the French oak. You know, the because the, you get a lot of
0: bitter qualities. The, the, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, it, it's hard to say because now there's, I don't you know, there's a difference between between a tequila being complex and a tequila being all over the board. And I don't, you know, having had some that were structured and they had layers and, and they had they built to a crescendo. This one is all the repo and the anejo right now for me have been have been like kind of like all over the board. There's no like rhyme or reason. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, you know the
1: the the thing I'm kind of finding across them is you know, the characteristic the
0: main characteristic seems to be the sweetness. Yeah there's there's not a um, I can't say it's a consistency it's uh, it's it's hard to pin down there's there's and I don't even want to say it's complex because it, it really isn't it's it's confusing as opposed to complex yeah. well you know
1: how uh, how we were talking about how uh, you know in previous segments where uh, with a lot of the brands, um, previously, it seemed like the reposado was just kind of the stopover halfway between the blanco and the añejo, right. and then brands really started making a statement with the reposado. Yes, and I guess you know maybe what we're not really finding in these is a statement.
0: No, there's only one, and and that's the sweetness. There. You know, if, if we're talking about consistency, at, at least the consistency is there in the sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I, I went down further and I got some more of the minty notes. There's some mint, there's some herb, herbal stuff. And that's from the barrel. I got that from just oh. a hint, you know, as, as a, on the pass through. Um, um, and it's weird because I, I normally with, with the harrito, I don't have to dig down deep yeah but but uh, maybe it's because of the coating. I don't know, but it's there it's there what? in that that yeah is you from wonder if
1: you wonder if there might be a kind of heaviness to the to the consistency that is keeping some of those aromas from vaporizing and and coming up to meet you
0: I think so i think I think you're right because you know you're using an expensive barrel. You know, you rechart it and and you rinsed it because if it's if it's if it in, is indeed um, kosher, a, a kosher barrel, it, it went through a special rinsing to be allowed to have that seal on on the bottle. So, um, you know, why put the additive in it? Why not let the barrel do its do its job? You know, I don't know.
1: I got a burst of pepper on the front of my palate, and I have like a lot of, um, like a lot of sweetness everywhere else. Um, the back half of the palate kind of feels almost a little candied.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's 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 coating my palate. Um, various, the sweetness is what's lingering. You're right. If, if if the agave was going to come through, the only chance it had was right at the beginning. <laughs> For that you're never going to taste it again, because uh, even even down a, a, on the back end, it's like a it it it's like a bittersweetness, like a bittersweet, which again I attribute to the barrel. I think
1: I, I got would, a little
0: bit of I got a little bit of the heat. That uh, we noticed
1: in the blanco as well, but that we didn't necessarily pick up in the reposado.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. Um, I, again, it's hard to pinpoint because it, they're all over the board. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm confused. I'm trying to find. Maybe, maybe the pepper is is actually supposed to be like a hot cinnamon. Possibly. Possibly. I don't get any bitter chocolate notes from the from the from the uh, from the from the french oak no. that I'm so used to getting there's no cocoa there's none of that um, I think the nose uh, we're getting some some of the barrel from the from the wine in the nose maybe the color you know um, but but once it once at the intake like like I said if you don't taste that agave up front it's never going to happen for you <laughs> Because it's just... What do you think about... What do you think about raisin? Do you feel like you're
1: maybe getting some raisin on the palate?
0: Um, I, I've had dried mm. fruit before. Raisins, you know, like, Raisins because... are made from grapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but... Yeah, you know... Yeah,
1: probably... you know, I'm getting like... I'm getting like dried fruit. I'm still... I, I still want to say orange like, you know, some bitter orange, but then, you know, there's this other sweetness going on that's all kind of jumbled in together.
0: Um, I, I think what's happening is the the additive that they're using, whatever it is, so I, I'm going to say it's glycerin, is obstructing what we really should be tasting. I, I, I'm wondering what this would taste like right out of the barrel without all this other stuff, the, the polishing, as they like to call it. The yeah. polishing and the and you know the um, not not so much mixing but the polishing. I I, I would love what do they to call taste it? Avo- avocado or? avocado. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would like to have it. seen avocado, por favor. <laughs> and, you know, si, you si. you have an expensive barrel, man. Let the barrel do the job. I, you know, I, I, same I'm cutting kind of a Sweetness. Save the sweetness
1: for the mixers, you know. If, if there's anything being added, you know, let's mix it up in the
0: cocktail process. Yeah, or, or save it for a liqueur. You know, um, there is a place for sweetness in the tequila category. There really is. The tequila liqueurs now, the one we had the other night, the Three Amigos, uh, the, it was called Ramona's Reserve, has uh, the sweetness that it had was infused with uh, um uh, it was infused with agave syrup and spices. The and and it was really different. It wasn't. It believe it or not, this is sweeter. Believe it or not, this is sweeter. And 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 you know that they're not adding anything else other than whatever additives they're allowed to by the normas by yeah. by the. Yeah, it's
1: st- you know there are some there are some tequilas we've had where I could swear I'm tasting agave nectar, but. Uh, I, it I has don't to say
0: that the label, you know.
1: I don't know, you know. I, I can't really say that about this. I think it, you know, there's probably something going on between the char and the red wine, but, you know, in terms of, we've, you know, we've tasted, uh, most of the profiles across Jalisco and the uh, the tequila producing regions, and, um, so you know we've been around a bit, but uh, you know for folks getting in. I could see how this could be extremely popular.
0: Oh yeah! For those, you know what? Here's here's the thing. If you like clase azul, oh, yeah. and I would rather drink may, this. May I recommend uh, this? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. 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 It, not only is it cheaper, but it's real tequila. Because, to my knowledge, Puerto de Hierro does not have a a diffuser, and they mm-hmm. wouldn't. Um, you know they try to I do think,
1: everything. You know I think they only have I, I think they only have one molino, so <laughs> I don't think they're gonna bother with shelling out for a diffuser. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and they're you know it's like French oak barrels. Why would you put diffuser tequila in a French oak barrel? Seriously? So yeah, Thank you. no, yeah. no. It's like they've they've got you know they have honest equipment there. They are having, you know they uh, they. Are using a process that is not leaving defects in the juice. We just don't know what they're doing to polish it.
0: Yeah, and and it's and it you know if you're if you're used to to, to uh, having you know if your if your palate does not lean toward the sweet, then this may not be for you. Like yeah. for me, Rick, you know, if I had if, if I but you know if I had my choice, I would pick something else to drink. But if I had this and Class sul I would drink this. Absolutely. At least I know what I'm getting.
1: I'd be there with you. Know
0: it's real yeah. tequila. And, you know what you and could and do.
1: With you could make you could probably make a, a really good Latin Manhattan with this. Um, but instead of using a sweet vermouth like you would traditionally use use a dry vermouth. Um, yep. You know you maybe something that's not like uh, well You know, even you could maybe even use one of the, uh, you know, one of the the white, dry, herbaceous vermouths, or, you know, you could go with something a bit warmer that's still in the dry category. Um, You know, you could uh, could go in the opposite direction with the vermouth to balance out the sweetness in this, but you would still have, you know, plenty of sweetness that you would uh, be looking for in that cocktail.
0: Well, here's here's another take on this. Uh the the one and only time I ever had class azul, it was it was served to me with a steak. And I can't I can't say I didn't like it. I did. So, um with the repo and the anejo of Kawa de Oro, you could serve this with meat. You could actually pair this with food. And because um I find the sweetness more palatable in this one than I did in the class azul and a Clase azul with, with with a with a with a great steak, wasn't bad at all. Honestly, one well, with a
1: Class A azul, it's it's covering up defects as well. Yeah, you know, you can you can if if you're sensitive to it, you can find the defects in that one right away, yeah. and then you see that they're you know, coating it with the uh, yeah
0: yeah, and and if you're going to go that route, save yourself a few bucks, pick up. This one. Yeah. And, and head in that direction. So you the know. uh the Cabinador um
1: I found prices ranging from uh well actually uh it was I basically found sixty dollars across the board for the uh for a seven fifty of the inecho. And of course that would be the uh American bottling uh at right. uh, for 40 ABV um we for you know the show tonight, we actually are uh, using the Mexican edition at thirty eight.
0: Yeah, I, I think what happened was when Rick found these on his doorstep in a shopping bag, they they sent both samples to his house. I think the guy just walked them across the border and then made <laughs> a stop at Old Town Liquors and picked up a couple of the other ones that we're gonna do later on and and those were at eighty proof. So, you know, um I I would I tell you what, I don't think I could palate, I don't think I could stomach this or 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 handle it at 40 ABV because I think I think everything would be amplified. I really I, if I'm going to do this sweetness, I would rather go below below 80 proof. Uh but that's not going to be possible in the states so, or you know, unless you go to Mexico. Um but anyway, that's hey, that's our take on on Cava de Oro, that's the añejo uh, um, stick with us, though, because we're going to be doing some, some really interesting experimentation with an Extra Añejo and a Cristalino Extra Añejo. That's right. A Cristalino. Get used to it, because that's a new category that's coming up. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, uh, He's dreading <laughs> What? Save it. Just save it for where we go there, okay? There's nothing
1: to save, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god, I'm my no in San Antonio. That poor man over there. Is. Rick Levy in San Diego. You have been watching Sipping Out the Cuff on Tequila Fish and Media on all of our networks, uh, all of our platforms. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us if you're watching on YouTube. Press that red button and you'll cheer this poor man up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. <laughs> Mike Morales. I'm CEO of Tequila Aficionado Media and I just wanted to thank you for watching Sipping Off the Cuff. We love doing these reviews for you. Now, if you're an Agave Spirits brand owner and you're watching this, there are three things that I'd like to talk to you about. Number one, if you'd like us to review your Agave Spirit on Sipping Off the Cuff, just send me an email mike at tequilaficionado.com. It won't cost you a dime and I promise you'll get an honest review. Number two, if your brand has been nominated past or present as a brand of promise we can help you promote your brand effectively and affordably over on the tequila pr side of things just email me mike at tequilaPR.com. and number three if your brand has ever been a brand of promise nominee or a winner you automatically qualify with us or to go with us on our next promotional tequila tour so shoot me an email Tours at TequilaFicionado.com, and I'll send you all the details on our upcoming tequila tour. That's it. Thanks again for watching. Sip wisely.